Hey everyone, I'm Jake Hamilton and welcome back to Random Ramblings. We are on quarantine day three. We are about hitting the two week mark for some of us. We're around two weeks. And this morning, my random rambling, I was listening to um, IHOP Prayer Room. If you guys aren't listening to that or checking it out at all, you should definitely go to IHOP KC and uh, check it out. Um, the prayer meetings are just amazing. And I kind of even was doing a little backlog, jumping through some older sets and just got really just messed up this morning. And one of the main things was just thinking about the kindness of God, the kindness, his loving kindness. And that led me to a book called Titus. And so I ended up in Titus 3, and I kind of want to just give a few thoughts about that, maybe even for the next three days. I don't know, but let's just jump in. So uh, Titus 3 actually for me has three sections. As I was first reading it, I focused on verse 4 and I was focusing on, but when the goodness and kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, which is 4 through 6. And I honestly meditated on that for a while, but I I just think in context, there's these three things that happen. Verse one and two is the how we should live. Verses three, verse three is who we were, who we used to be. And then the next chunk is the chunk I just read, four through six, about it's basically like this little poem. Um, it's considered like a little bit of poetry there about really the fullness of what we're capable of and how we actually um, begin to live and who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to live and so and to and get delivered really from uh, who we used to be. But I thought, man, verse one and two is where I'd like to start even today and then just jump back in tomorrow and the next day in in Titus, which is we can talk more about the book or if you have questions about the book, just you know again you can log on to the your app, um, just download it, leave me a voice message. I may put the link in. Um, in my podcast, just so you guys can, we can dialogue about it. But verse one and two, it says, remind them to be submissive. Now he's talking to the church in Titus. The church in Titus was um, very corrupt. Um, there's a lot of similarities between the Galatian church and um, the church that he is speaking to here. Um, and in Crete um, is where he's actually talking to. He's talking to the Cretan church. Um, uh, it's actually where we get the phrase, you Cretan. Um, and the idea is basically you're basically a liar, um, that your your that your core is to lie, it's to deceive, it's to be false, and so you Cretan. And um, this he's writing to the Cretan church, which has a ton of issues, and he and he's talking to Titus, and he's charging Titus to say, hey, look, here's here's how we're gonna change things, which I'll go, I'll go more into maybe another week, but another day. But he says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Remember, this is like a totally corrupt church, totally. Um, it's just built on falsehood, built on lying, built on cheating, be, built on deceiving. In fact, one of the things that they know about the, the church is that a lot of it, they were, a lot of the people involved in the leadership of the church in Crete, when Paul goes there, they were really active in the church basically so that they could make money off the people coming. So there was a lot of not just the lying and deception, but a lot of it was corrupt in the sense that they were trying to benefit from people's worship. They were trying to make money on 
on people coming to church, basically. And I, I know we don't have anything like that today, but you know, at least it's uh, something to think about. So um, I won't go into that. But in, um, in an, but what I want to focus on is it says, be submissive to rulers and authorities. And sometimes it says governments. Basically, the idea is we're going we're gonna, to we're going to submit ourselves to the law of the land that we've been a part of. And in this hour, there's a ton of that that we just have to... We, like, we can go into a ton of the corruptness and all these things about government, but ultimately, God uses, all throughout scripture, all throughout human history, he uses corrupt governments and corrupt leaders in order to fulfill his great purposes, even when they don't know that they're a part of it. So we're not submitting to governments or to rulers or leaders or presidents or premiers or whatever we got in our in our nations, but we, we, we do it as unto the Lord because because we know that he's using all of it to fulfill his great purpose. So there's this obedience, there's this submission that comes, and it comes because then the next that next call, you know, the third thing he lists there is because we're ready for every good work to speak evil of no one so that we can avoid quarreling so that we could be gentle and show perfect courtesy to all people. And here's what I, I really think what's happening in these first couple verses, which applies to us right now in sort of our current circumstance is there are things in our government that are being asked of us that we don't have any grid for. We give our opinions. We have some, we, we go, Hey, that feels weird or whatever, but there's a reality of going, God, we know we're ultimately submitting to you. You ultimately have a plan for everything that's happening on planet earth right now. I know who you, I'm learning who you are and I know that I can trust you and I can trust your character to work all things out for the good of those who love you. So I can listen, I can submit, I can I can follow the laws of the land. And and that's why I feel like even for us as churches and the way that we're doing our gatherings and all those things, we just have to be careful what we're presenting because if we're showing Everyone else is like, hey, we're trying to figure out how to stay home. And we're saying, you don't have to listen to that. We're figuring out ways around it. We don't want to subverse government. We want to submit to it as unto the Lord. Because as we do, even in even where it's false, he is ultimately going to use it for his glory. I mean, honestly, look at Nebuchadnezzar. Look at, look at these times in history the book of Kings and, and judges and all these spaces in leadership that were like, God, that's awful leadership, but who put it in power? Who put them there? God ultimately establishes rulers, kings, and governments to fulfill his purpose on earth, both good and bad, he uses to direct human history. And we can trust it because we can trust him. And we're doing it, which I love at the end of verse one, it says, because we're ready to do every good work and we're not going to speak evil of those rulers and those authorities in the land. And we're not going to quarrel about it. We're not going to fight about it. We're going to keep our gentleness and we're going to show courtesy to all. We're going to honor and be respectful and be kind, even to people who have different opinions than us about governments and rulers and authorities in this hour. And so I feel like as we participate, even in these cultural conversations, remember that we are ultimately displaying Christ in the way that we respond to even and especially people that we disagree with. And we have an opportunity to serve those around us, even those that think differently than us, look differently than us, um, want to want to pick fights in this hour even. We actually can choose to love and submit and 
I, I don't know. I keep getting the, I just feel like we have an opportunity to love well in hours like this and not to prove a point. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is so many times we're trying to prove a point or we come from this place of moral superiority. Well, we have the, we have the answer, therefore we're right, therefore I can shove my 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 perspective in because ultimately it's right. Well, yes, but if it ultimately is right, you actually don't have to force it in. You can actually just be kind. You can actually just be merciful. You can actually not pick a fight or ignore the things that are said that are wrong because ultimately you know if they are false, they will be proved false in time because he is doing a work that's greater than any work we can do. We're not God's defenders. God is our defender. And so I just um, I just want to encourage us today as we're getting news and we're hearing more news and that we are, that we were born in the right country in the right place, in the right time, in all of human history, all of us, anybody listening to this from all over the planet, you were not born at the wrong time to the wrong family in the wrong nation in the wrong city. God knew that you were born for such a time as this. You were born to, to be an image bearer of Christ in this hour in a unique way. And so I just bless you and your family. I pray peace on your home and we'll talk to you again soon.